Incoming chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome one more time to Incoming Chat, our H2H business communication podcast by Live Chat. And um, today I have a very special guest, Akeem Bramford. Akeem, um, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Marcos. I really appreciate this. Just to have a, a little context, uh, I met Akeem in LinkedIn. Um, he's an expert resume builder. Um, and the first thing I asked him, it was to, oh, so you can help me with my CV. He's like, no, I do resumes. And I, to be honest, I am ignorant and like, I didn't know the difference at all. So, uh, but before we get into the difference and, and what are the best practices, Akeem, just um, give us a little bit of your background, like how you become a, a resume builder. Oh, sure. Um, well, first and foremost, my name is Akeem Branford. I'm a master resume writer um, based in Trinidad in the Caribbean. Um, I've been writing resumes for about 14 years now. I wrote my first resume when I was in my early 20s, and I just did it for fun. I wrote resumes for my classmates, my siblings, my friends, and I saw that people were really being very successful with them. Right. Apparently, all most people need is just the opportunity to be interviewed and they'd be able to take it from there. So um, it's just something that I grew into over the years. And then um, as of about five or six years ago, I did the Master Resume Writer um, title. So I, I have that now. And it's really fun interacting with people and making sure that they have the tools necessary to at least get their foot in the door to get their dream jobs. That, that's amazing because um, you are like, I mean, you, I, I was going through your career and you've been basically everywhere in HR. I mean, you know, it, they, all the <laughs> ins and outs of what to do in HR. So I really find it super cool that yeah. you, you decided to hire. Well, you know what? I'm going to help people with their resumes. Now, mm -hmm. now yes, this is my question right now. What is the difference right. between a resume and CV? Right. Um, very good you'd ask that because people tend to use the words interchangeably. But a CV or curriculum vitae is a document, a very detailed document. This is supposed to um, basically encapsulate your education, your qualifications, your career history, and a lot of other ancillary things about you. So if you have publications, if you have academic pieces, if you are, um, you know, everything that makes you who you are professionally. So a, a CV can be well over three, four, five, up to the biggest CV I ever worked with was 30 pages. Th uh, three, so zero. Three, zero, Only yes. <laughs> a, a, CV, a CV can be up to 30 pages. Because if you're a very senior doctor, you there are things in a doctor's resume in a doctor's cv sorry that needs to be there in terms of the type of surgeries in types of uh, the, you know all the things where they're courageous it takes up a lot of space so a cv can be re it can be like a little booklet so to speak right however a resume is a summary of that so a resume is meant to give you the cliff note version of a cv so cvs are kind of becoming outdated but some companies still ask for it because they want to know as much as possible about you in order to make an informed hiring decision. So a resume really shortens that and tends to be the more modern document that would be used. So it really depends maybe in the profession, right? I mean, like you said, the doctors it will does, definitely need one of those. Does. Yes, doctors, lawyers, people in academia, 
those uh, those type of positions um type of career sorry really require a cv versus a resume now when you start with a resume is it is it as simple as just all right i have my cv or i know what i've done i'm just going to put it in short or you have a, it has to have a different language in there well uh, a cv and a resume are both living breathing documents these are documents that must always be edited tweaked very often to suit the context that you're applying for. Um, given my experience over the last 14 years, I would know what companies look for. I don't want to call names, but there are certain companies that require different things in there in terms of what will attract them to call you for an interview. So it's based on experience over time. That's why it's important to hire a, a resume writer because the type of knowledge we would have in terms of what certain companies look for, it's not that the regular person will know, okay, if I'm applying to this particular company, they're gonna wanna know, okay, how many years experience I have off the bat, who am I professionally? How many years experience I have? What are my sellable points? What are my transferable skills? What value I bring to the team? They're gonna wanna know these things upfront so hire a resume writer because we know what what to do and um do you think i mean i know <laughs> i know you work with people from all around the world building the resumes but yes what uh, is there a lot of cultural differences of what companies want in oh, different countries definitely definitely um in the caribbean i mean we are known for having a lot of personality a lot of flair that kind of thing so your resume can reflect that your resume can have things like text boxes ribbons slight color i won't i won't say it don't overdo the color thing but of course you can use grays greens blues you can use different colors you can um, be slightly flashy, but this will not work in a North American context or Middle Eastern context or even a UK context. If you have a slightly colorful resume in the UK, they're not going to take you too seriously unless your content is that strong. So I always say regardless of the context, your content is what is going to get you called for that interview. So yes, there are a lot of differences in the Caribbean, a lot of flair, North America, Canada, UK, um, they use more ATS type. So if I go into ATS, that's a whole different topic, but I'm sure some people will know what ATS resumes are. Now, um, one of the one of the questions and something that you've probably seen in LinkedIn, I've seen it a lot, is um, when people discuss the fact of adding a photograph, you add a, a picture to to your resume and, and send it. But apparently in some other countries, um, mm. they even tell you, I, I had a, a read about someone sending a resume to England with a photo and they told them, can you please remove the photo? Because it's not legal for us to take resumes with your photo in it. Like, what's your approach? Like, what, what do you recommend people? Or again, you sort of... Well, Everything with resumes, of course, would be the Akeem Branford opinion and the Akeem Branford approach. So let me, I'm going to ask you one question as it relates to your picture. What are you selling? Are you selling your face or are you selling the skills that you bring to the table that they're going to pay you top dollar for? So that's all you need to ask yourself, right? It depends on what you're selling. And I'm not selling my face. I'm selling my skills. I'm selling 15 years HR experience. I'm selling... Um, all of the qualifications that I bring to the table. I'm selling everything that I can do and everything I can deliver. 
my face doesn't negate whether I can do the work or not. So I just often say, don't do it. All right. However, if you are called for an interview and you are you have been interviewed and it's being considered to give you a job offer and they ask you for a photo for a biodata record, that's fine. You can proceed with with your picture in terms of a biodata record. Now, when I mean, I don't want you to give all your secrets because eventually I want people to go to you <laughs> to go to you when when they need it. But um, but there has to be a, a sort of a set of best practices that you that you bring in, like certain things that you feel that they're a must in a resume. Like, what will be those things? Yes. Well, those are my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Please, give me a little Definitely. bit. Give me a little um, bit. <laughs> no, well, of course, um, I always tell my clients it's always very important to have the word value at the forefront of your mind. What value are you bringing to this employer? Let's remember that we're in a pandemic. Um, competition is quite stiff. A lot of people are unemployed. So you're competing with the best of the best now than before. So you need to ensure that everything you speak about relates to the value that you can add to this company, to this employer, because that's what people want to hear. That's what a hiring manager wants to hear, that they have hired the best person who can add value to whatever team you're supposed to join in the organization. So once you keep that at the forefront of your mind, when you're writing your resume, your language will follow that. So a perfect resume for me, I want to know who you are off the bat because it's just going to take me six seconds to decide if I want to meet you or not. That's the point of a resume. I just want to decide if I can meet, if I want to meet you or not. So within the first six seconds, I must know several things who you are, what you're good at, what level you're at in your career, what you bring to the table. I want to know your skill. I want, you, I want to see a proper skills bank on this resume. I want to see relevant work history. I don't want to know that you won Mr. Community 2021. I want to know what accounting ledgers you can do. What I want to know the skills and the value that you can bring to the table. I, I forgot to ask you this before, but um, how, how many pages you will you recommend the resume should be? An international resume really should be one to two pages. That is anything more than two pages is an overkill because look at it from the HR manager or the hiring manager's point of view. When we send out a vacancy ad and we get thousands of resumes, do you think we're going to sit and read your 10 page resume? Sadly not. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so keep it short, keep it punchy, keep it professional make sure your fonts are professional fancy text is a complete no no so yeah um, what about emails uh would you recommend people to email. get a professional email address or definitely the convent the naming convention that works for email would be your first name dot your last name at whatever engine you choose so you can not have the Hot, sexy, gill, ate a hotmail. We cannot use that for now. We can keep that for your personal email address. But for your resume, your first name, your last name, at whatever engine you choose works. If you want to put initials, that that's fine. But just be mindful of that email address. You would not believe how important something like that can be to a resume. Uh, that's actually a fun, funny story. Uh, my resume is still... Is my name plus uh, a famous brand of alcohol, and I had them, I had that for years, and 
the good thing is that this brand is not really famous or it's not really, it could, oh. it could go through. So people say, oh, that's an interesting email. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Okay, then. No, we'll definitely, I'll definitely going to take that advice for sure, Akim. Um, and one of the things that when you were mentioning, you're giving value, you're giving things. So a lot of people put in that, because we get uh, CVs and resumes here for when people want to work with us in, in live chat. And I get to read some of those. And I see a lot of hobbies, like uh, photography, traveling, reading books, uh, cosplaying. I don't know, whatever, whatever hobby they're into. I will say this, right? I think space in a resume, real, I call it real estate. Real estate in your resume is precious. I really believe that adding hobbies add no value. However, for a young professional, someone fresh out of college who is <clears throat> who has a heavily academic resume, interests and putting things like photography, traveling, that's fine up to a particular age. It doesn't work for you after the age of about 25, right? Uh, because at the age of 25, it's hoped that your career is kind of solidified in terms of having a degree, having a couple years experience, so you're on your way to you know, your own professional development. But I would say um, you're just wasting space by putting hobbies and interests in a resume if you're a 40-year-old professional with 20 years experience. Does it add value to your resume to tell your employer that you like photography? Probably Does not. Does it add any value? So I can see, yeah. I can see that the key uh, that you bring it up over again is, is value, right? Like uh, the value is going to end up selling your Personal value is brand. most important, yes. Um, what do you feel about the future? Because, I mean, well, even when I applied to a, a job before this one, uh, it was it was my resume first, but then it was also send a video resume. And they asked yes, me to send a video is, with basically the same information, I guess. I mean, I didn't really... But uh, do you think that's the future? It's a new phenomenon. Um, I have noticed it happening a lot where when you apply for a job, the company says, hey, send us a video so we can get to know you, that kind of thing. Um, I just see it as being another layer in terms of the recruitment and selection process. But I always tell people, be very mindful of things before you do it, because there may be a request in there for particular information, or, or to ask you to say certain things with regards to how you do your job and how you would do something. There's a very fine line between getting to know you, adding a layer to the process, that type of thing, and giving free work. So, yes, you must use your own discernment and decide, okay, am I giving my intellectual property for free here or am I a part of a recruitment selection process that may be slightly rigorous and they just want to get to know me to know if my personality can fit into their corporate culture. I, and in the same, in the same note, um, cause that's something that happens a lot in the, in the tech world, in the marketing world too. Uh, they will ask you for a, for a test, right? Like, yeah, sure. We would like to, mm -hmm. so here's a test. How do you feel about those tests? Because I, I hate them. I, I, I complain about them in LinkedIn all the time. <laughs> but like... I, and I, I can fully understand hating them. Um, I don't want to use bad words, but um, I, the word desperate comes into context here. It really is... It depends on you and how desperate you are um, 
because of course companies can smell your desperation from a mile away and if you're just willing to give and give and give your intellectual property like that of course chances are that you cannot be hired but your solutions that you give can be used so it's really up to the person and what they want to give i personally don't do it i would do assessments yeah i don't have a problem doing an assessment but if i believe that your assessment is asking me to give my intellectual property for free and chances are you may not hire me then i just would not do the process because i'm not a desperate applicant but that isn't everybody's reality some people are genuinely desperate for a job and would do almost anything to get it but that's a personal choice and you can't fault people for what they decide to do personally you know yeah, no totally agree with that one um now let me stand yeah. around a little bit like from the hiring side i'm sure that right. i mean you've seen i'm sure you've seen crazy resumes uh, on your table <laughs> Uh, stuff that there has to be a few things that the red flags, uh, something that tells you like you will grab that resume yeah. and just put it away straight, like straight away. Well, I'll say this, right? Your resume should never look like a child in it. It should never look like it was done by an eight-year-old. Because I'll share one thing with you: a resume is a precursor to the quality of work you can produce. So if your resume looks well put together font is professional, you didn't overdo your margins on the ends and that kind of thing, then yeah, I'm going to automatically assume that this is the quality of work you can produce. So that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's that's the thing. I, I remember seeing people going through resumes like like that, like like money, you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 oh, this one maybe. So it's, I, I guess... Exactly. I guess it's, it's really key, uh, and, and I want to sort of to start closing the, our conversation is that, that to go through what you said about the real state on your resume. So mm -hmm. if you have to pick from all this information that is important, right, what do you think will be the, the, the key things to remark? Language, uh, just your skills or your previous uh, jobs? Um, it's important for me to know who you are immediately. So you need to title yourself in a resume. Um, my title is senior human resource industrial relations professional that's who i am that's not what i do at work but that's who i am professionally which is two completely different things right um and that is at the top of my resume now in terms of core hr my three functional areas are industrial relations recruitment and selection and performance management so these are my three key areas that i am good at and that's listed at the top of the resume so as i said it's just six seconds for me to know if i want to meet you or not so immediately i need to know who you are what you're good at what you're bringing to the table a picture does not achieve that so you need to state that clearly at the top of your resume cool and and to to finish up uh they said we we get a lot of startups watching this um these videos and, um, and listening to the podcast and they go through the hiring process themselves, right? They hire people, they get hired. So as if you have to be, give a quick advice to whoever's listening right now that they're planning to write the resume, what will be that last piece of advice? My last piece of advice with your resume is please don't use it as a dumping ground for, you know, random information, right? context is important relevance is important value is important always keep those words at the forefront of your mind what value am i bringing to the table what context 
um, what context am I applying to? So I need to alter the language of my resume a little bit. And finally, just make sure that your document is aesthetically pleasing and doesn't look like everybody else's. So I often say keep away from templates, keep away from those online templates, because the key to a resume is standing out. So if you're going to use a template that thousands of people are using, you're not going to stand out. So just be very careful. Just think about it from the perspective of an employer and ask yourself the question, if I read this document, would I call me for an interview? So that's my last piece of advice. Amazing. Akeem, thank you so much. And hopefully you guys watching or listening Learn a few things, simplicity, value, just make sure that you spend a little time. And if you don't have time, I'm adding Akeem's details on the description of this video in case he will be able to help you. Yes, I can be reached at akeembranford.com. My website has all my details. I will definitely add that. Akeem, thank you so much. I hope you keep enjoying Trinidad and Tobago. We are getting into summer here in Poland, so weather's getting better. Take care. Okay, thank you Take very care, much. my friend. A pleasure. Have a great day. Incoming chat.